You're listening to County Live. We're back with me, Martin Johnson, over here. Me, Christopher Fridgeway, over there. <sighs> Do you know what that is? That's me, me all day. That's you all day, but it's also the sound of me getting bored of how brilliant County are. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, Are you bored of it yet? No. And do you know what? Last last night, because we should we should make this clear, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, last night was uh, one of the proudest moments. It was not a glamorous occasion. It was an awful journey. Uh, it was quite a nice ground, and it was a decent second half worth of football. But there's something stirring now um, that we've been saying every week, or... Oh, the lads have done us proud, and the fans were great. And and but to see best part of a hundred people make the trip down from Stockport to watch that game, to see County dispatch another team from the level above, to see them do Incredible. it with without Matty Warburton, without Darren Stevenson, you know, uh, complete not complete overhaul, but players coming back into the squad to show that the likes of Elliot Osborne and Jake Kirby have still got it. Niall Bell still got it. It's just. Um, I, I'm 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 lost for words at how proud I am of the club at the moment. I was following it on Twitter and I just couldn't believe it. You know, I couldn't. You know, first half okay. You know, I thought that that's good. Still in the game. You know, they're they're taking this very seriously. And then three 0 You know, just as you say, in a replay after you've played Saturday, have to go all the way down there. That that you know that's and two games from Wembley. Well, the the, the old cliche or the, the the way I've always thought of it. Is if a game, if a cup tie is a over two legs, or b is drawn and then goes to a replay, in reality, the higher place club should be winning that, uh, especially if it's in a higher league, because yeah. you, you know you get two bites of the cherry, lightning doesn't strike twice, etc. But County, that second half, the fir- the first half was scrappy if we're honest there was spells for County where they looked really good coming forward and they they could have offered a little bit more and they could have asked a couple of questions but to be fair very very strong performance by the Maidstone goalkeeper second half led by Niall Bell who my word you know um, Jim Gannam spoke a few weeks ago about the old Niall coming back and we spoke earlier this season about one of the hottest prospects we can remember in recent years at Stockport County being Niall Bell uh, he was frightening, you know, um, bullying defenders from the level above, creating chances, composure in front of goal to make goals happen. Um, just a phenomenal performance from the young kid. And um, it, it just sums up everything. I don't have a, a single negative word at the moment. County really are on the crest of a wave and they're in form at exactly the right time. And, yeah, we'll, we'll pick up on the match again in a, in a moment, but there's uh, some other great news. Uh, fantastic news! You know, we were saying a few weeks ago um, what a loss Jamie Stott was. Well, what a loss! No more. Um, to see him come back uh, shows a the ambition of the club, b the belief the player has. This is a player that we know can go on to to play at a higher level. I don't, if I'm honest, I don't think it worked out at Oldham because he was being played in the wrong position, and it's a young new manager who has incredibly high hopes resting on him. He doesn't. I don't think Paul Scholes has time. I don't believe he thinks he has time to to grow players. I think yeah. he wants to just not at this stage of the season when you you know you've got to keep them up. You've got to you know yeah. there's so much you've got to do. You've got to you know you, you've got to really trust in your 
in your veterans and your, your you know your guys that you really know the most about really so you can understand that well he was being played out because you know for the, the the word was he was being played at left back rather than left center half um and and you know skulls have got a job to do well and i think if if he's honest or if if county fans look at this in the positive way if you think okay where do we send Jamie Stout? Because he needs game time. We can't just keep him sitting here. He's too good for the bench. I think it's a credit to Paul Scholes that he's gone. He was developing so well at Stockport County. Let's send him back there. Now he was so far this season. Lewis Baines has come in. He's not done an awful lot wrong, Lewis Baines. But I think if anything, you know, I was speaking to Dave Conlon and John Kieran on the trip down to Maidstone yesterday. And we were saying, you know, just how good is Lewis? And then look at him now. Look at the way we speak about him now. Lewis Baines has come in on a better pedestal than that. He's performed better than Jamie Stott had in his first few games at County. So fully, um, you know, fully expecting he can go on to achieve everything Jamie has. Uh, and then maybe more further down the line. But for this season, at this crunch time, when County are doing what they're doing, re-signing Jamie Stott is an incredible statement of intent by the gaffer. Absolutely, and you know somebody that you would want with you in that in these crucial last, you know, what is it, ten or twelve matches, and and it's going to be it's also going to be a testing time because of the FA Trophy matches, two rearranged league fixtures, so it's going to be uh, you know a, an intense period as well. So somebody who knows the team and we know how good he is is going to be essential in, in that part of the season. Yeah, and, and what it what it does is you know I've I've not heard anything to say Lewis Baines is going to not stay at the club through this time. So you look all over the pitch now and there is competition for every single shirt. There I to my knowledge, there is no player and there is no player in that squad who can one hundred percent for sure say, I start in that position. That is my shirt. You know, I think maybe Ash Palmer might feel like he has that, but Dan Cowan came back and looked really strong. Um, on Tuesday you look further up the pitch Matty Warburton might think it but then you've got Elliot Osborne who's just an incredibly talented player just sitting there waiting to, to for his moment he certainly took it last night so um, all through the pitch all, all through the team I don't think there is a player there so Lewis Baines you know he will have faith he will have belief that his moment will come uh, and like Jim Gannon said the other night it's a huge part of the season and every single player on the books has got a part to play looking good from a, a squad perspective um, so before we yeah, we are recording on Wednesday night but before we play your interview with Jim just have to, have to ask you a question and I'm not suggesting you put this to him because he might not have an answer for you but surely the question on everyone's lips is if Arzabalaga <laughs> was a county player <laughs> how far, how long would it have taken Jim Gannon to get on the pitch? Well, well again funny you should say it uh, we know that um, Dave Conlon's been um, the manager for the last two games on for the next game if you like with Jim Gannon having this touchline ban Um, and I was asking Dave what would you do if that was Ben Hinchliffe what would you do if that was Ian Ormson on the bench getting ready to come on Uh, and um, well he wasn't he wasn't speaking in favour of the goalkeeper (laughs) let's say that too let's put it like that but um yeah, well, uh, let's see. I, I might try and slip that one into Jim. Yeah, see that. But yeah, we'll understand if he doesn't uh, want to answer it. <laughs> but this is uh, Chris's interview with uh, County Manager Jim Gannon. Well, Jim, we're back in from training on Thursday evening. It's been another big week for Stockport County. We'll talk about results in a moment. Let's first of all talk about the breaking news that Jamie starts back at the club. Yeah, um, fantastic news. Um, really surprised, really pleased to be able to get him back. Um, 
obviously when he left us, he stepped straight into the Oldham first team and he's been playing regularly for them. Um, I'm not completely sure um, why he's not still part of their plans, but I think they did have agreement between them that if he wasn't going to be playing regularly, that he wanted to be out playing regularly. Um, and obviously he was enjoying his football here, so it's a fantastic fit for all three of us. Is that how the deal came about then? Did you kind of get a whiff that he wasn't in the first team and, and jump on it straight away, or did Older make the contact? How did that come about? Well, it's, um, we, we were made aware that he was becoming available. Um, obviously, we've we've got close contacts there. We're asking how he's doing, and uh, and they know how much we think of him. Um, when he went back, um, they they had a, a French centre half available to them that had brought him, but they were letting him go out on loan to get experience and get match fit. And I think his loan had come to completion, so there was always a chance that Oldham were going to find themselves with two senior centre halves and two. Uh, support centre house. Um, now Jamie had got into the team with Clark's suspension, um, and then when Clark came back, Jamie was kept in the side, but as a left back. Um, you know, Jamie's a solid defender, but trying to ask him to 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 to, to adapt and evolve into a, an up and down left back wasn't Jamie's strength, and, and unfortunately, so he found himself out of the team or coming off when the team were chasing the result, um, and he got a couple of results in certain games. Um, but I think Jamie, um, you know, find, was probably going to find himself not in the starting eleven, and with that in mind, and the other centre half coming back into the club, that um, I think Oldham thought it was great for James Jamie to go out and play regular football again, and um, and in, and in, well, I think we all we all know how well he did here and how much he enjoyed being here, and uh, and we still have a need for for, for Jamie Stott on our side, and um, uh, especially with the sort of Issues we, you know, the amount of games we're having and the little injury issues we're having with Scott at the moment, it just helps strengthen our back back line because we've now got six natural defenders instead of four. So when one's out, we're not looking for centre midfielders or wingers to drop in at full back or centre half. Let's go to Maidstone on Tuesday evening. A terrific second half performance in particular from County. Saw them over the line, saw them into the semi final. What were your thoughts on the game? Well, it was a terrific first half performance. Um, you know, we, we had as many good chances. Uh, perhaps um, they, they 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 were they, they remained solid, and we you know, whereas the second half we kind of pulled them apart a little bit. But I thought right from the first whistle, we we'd worked on Monday in terms of opening the game up. I thought we fell into their into their hands a little bit on Saturday. We were kind of uh, they got nice and compact, and we kept forcing it down the same side and. Um, and I thought there was an opportunity for us to switch it. They unsettled us a little bit, so we didn't look too uncomfortable switching across the back line, across the midfield line, and opening the game up to allow people to play in a bit of space. But we certainly did that on Monday. And then when we went to choose the game, it was the most pleasing thing to see straight away from the from the kickoff from the first row. We're switching across the pitch, we're opening the game up, and we're getting we're playing our football and getting up the pitch. And it put ourselves in a position where we got lots of final third entries, lots of width. We created crossing opportunities, scoring opportunities in the first half where the keepers had to play four or five good saves, put a lot of pressure on their goal. And the only thing that was missing was a goal. Um, second half, I, I think we just needed to maintain what we were doing and maybe just find that little bit of cutting edge and maybe the pass or the run to, to create that gap. And we got that from Niall and from Elliot as the game opened up and they created two great goals for Jake Kirby. You mentioned Niall and Elliot there. Did the, the the players? I'm loath to call them fringe players because they have been so important for County this season. But 
the players like Elliot and Paul Turnbull coming back in and Dan Cow, did they give you something to think about? The fact that they've come in against high-level opposition, got a terrific result, which you'd have taken at the start of the evening. Do they now put themselves back into your plans? Well, they've always been in my plans. Um, you certainly can't call them fringe players. I mean, this is the same Niall Bell and Elliot Osborne that were 9-10 and 10 against Yeovil when we beat a league two-side of their place. And... Um, but each one of them has had their injury issues. I mean, I think it was the Barnet game where Elliot got injured and you could see it was taken a bit out of him. And despite his determination to play on with it, you could see that it was taken away from him physically and technically. And Niles had his injury issues. And um, both of them were really pleased to get him back to the kind of physical form that we know they can have. So they're certainly not fringe players. Um, and when you come and... The, pro the problem we've had is to be in the form of the first team or, or the 11 that have got the shirt that... It's very hard to take them out, and and you can't really justify it in squad rotation when, you know, the lads are showing the same energy. But I think we all seen, if you like, a little bit of fatigue, a little bit of mental tiredness maybe creeping into the game on Saturday, where we've had two fantastic results against Telford, really demanding games. Tuesday we're behind, we've we've gone, we've dug really deep into all the reserves. The adrenaline's pumping; it really stretches you, and you could see the effect that had on the players that had played on. Saturday, and we always had it in the mind, whether it be Truro, Harrogate, or any team, if we had a replay, we'd freshen it up, and we felt, given the, the little bit of um, strain that players were under, uh, and how close they were perhaps to, to fatigue and breaking point, that we thought the natural thing is to give, not just to give some a rest and bring others in, but also to be able to try and manage the centre-forwards and the likes of Sam and Adam, make sure they don't play a full game. And... Um, it worked out really well. Um, they all enjoyed it, and, and that's why we're saying it. I think everybody's pleased now of the part they're playing in the progress. And um, and I've said consistently, and I think it's been born true that everybody's going to be playing a part. You only have to look at our board now when we're looking at eight games in this month, and and we just cannot expect one player to play every single minute in 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 every game in one position. And um, but now we've got some great depth and. Uh, great confidence in the group. Um, there's no fringe players. They're all first-team players and they'll all play a part in the first team as, as the weeks go by. We were just speaking off-air uh, a moment ago about the run of fixtures that County have got coming up. We'll speak specifically about Spennymoor in just a moment. The next three games, Spennymoor, Boston and Brackley, is, to quote yourself off-air a moment ago, is as tough as it gets. That's a real run for you there. You're going to need all those players. How do you see that playing out? Well, it, it, the same way that having Telford, Southport midweek and, and Maid, Maidstone. So, um, or Maidstone, Maidstone away, spending more at home. You know, it's um, we just do things as professional as we can. Uh, Nick's doing a great job in monitoring the, the, the work rate, the, 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 the intensity of training and the, the exertion rates. And we're trying to balance it. The, the biggest problem we're going to have now is, is explaining to players how, where they're at physically, where maybe a game missing a game might be to their benefit, uh, perhaps just sort of highlight maybe where physically or technically the game is dropping a level, and that perhaps a day's rest or missing a game might be to the benefit if we can afford to do that. Um, we we have to take one game at a time, and then there's a lot of work goes on before games or after games in terms of how we prepare for one game. Uh, I don't think we've ever looked at three games in a block and said spending more Boston Brackley or or if we were to take a, a big block and say, oh, we've got 12 games in eight weeks. I think the best thing to do is just take one game at a time 
Um, we, we only have to look at the Christmas period where we looked at four games against four teams in the top seven, all within a certain period of time. Took one game at a time, won it, kept a clean sheet, won it, kept a clean sheet, and just kept moving forward. And it's put us in the position we're in now. And that mentality is the same. We're going to try and put out our strongest, fittest and best team to beat Spending more. And then what we'll do is we'll dust ourselves down and we'll try and do the same for Boston and then the same for Brackley. Um, we'll, we'll have some weeks where we'll have a little bit of an offload and be able to do some proper training and recovery work. Uh, but it's going to be intense. It's as intense as it is at the top of the Premier League in terms of the games and the demands on the players psychologically. And uh, I can only commend the professionalism of the players. And um, I think the staff and the players and everybody in the club is going to be stretched to the limits if we're going to have the success we desire this year. Well, the first game in that three-match run is Spennymore, and it's a tough blockbuster tie in the division this weekend. Spennymore really, really strong at the moment. They're in this three-horse race just as much as County are. Break down what you know about the visitors this weekend. Well, I have to give credit to them. You could argue that they, with the game in hand, although they're a point behind us, um, you know, uh, but it's so close to call, especially when you consider we've got Spennymore, uh, we've got Chorley, Chorley got Spennymore. Uh, you know, so we've all got to play each other. Uh, we've got to play um, and all over the Easter weekend. So that'll be a dramatic weekend all round, and that could be where the title's decided, uh, or one person becomes almost odds-on favourites in their own hands with one game to go or two games to go. Uh, this game will have massive permutations in terms of if there's a win for either side or a draw, uh, but I don't think it'd be done and dusted after Saturday's game. Um, looking at the game, um, we had a fantastic result at their place. Perhaps caught them by surprise with our shape and our tactics, and it got us um, the upper hand in that game. And we've seen it out very professionally to get a fantastic 3-1 win. Um, we've been in really good form for the last three months, and everybody's been impressed with our form. But you only have to look at how close many more are to us to show you what kind of form they've been in for the last three months. So um, they'd have been absolutely devastated last year. They were in the playoffs, and they would have been so deflated uh, by not making it to the playoffs. And I think this year they've worked, they've shown great desire, great ambition, got a great squad together, and they put themselves in a real position to be uh, promotion contenders. Um, a lot of people would have looked at this fixture, not maybe looked at spending more at home. They would have been looking at when are we playing Southport? When are we playing York? When are we playing Chester? Uh, when have we got FC United? Um, but this was always a game that I thought was going to be huge. But where the two teams are at the moment, um, it just makes a fantastic occasion. Um, and more, more importantly, for those people who are football fans, first and foremost, these are two of the best football sides in this division. And it's got to be a hell of a football game between, the well, if not the two best, two of the best footballing teams in the league. Just finally, I don't know if, you, I don't know if it caught your attention, the Maidstone fans were clapping the county team off. Uh, on Tuesday saying it was one of the finest performances they've seen this season I know you're not a social media man but just a quick search on some of the main platforms you can see how excited the fans are getting and how full of pride they are of this team and of the way the management and the staff and, and just everyone are conducting themselves how do you how do you lead that how do you say you know embrace it but at the same time, we've got to contain it. We've still got a job to do. How does it make you feel seeing this pride and this appreciation from fans and opposition? Well, I think there's a couple of things that people are noticing about us. I think the the you know we're, we're very feet on the ground, level-headed people. We don't gloat in victory. We don't show off. Um, 
you know, we, we, we're, we're respectful to our opposition. I mean, they might have been impressed that we didn't try to kill the game, that we continued to play the game, did everything the same way, got a final goal from that sort of positivity. Um, but I think also, uh, I think they would have been pleased at the way we played. We didn't go there to lock up and make it a hard game for the opposition. We went there to express ourselves and play football and, and win the game. Um with a certain amount of football and style um, and to show our qualities. And I think it's not just the victory I'd imagine they appreciated. They would appreciate the team that tried to play football, created opportunities and, and certainly weren't sure, sure on good grit and determination, but also quality and flair. So I um, appreciate that from them. Uh, it was, to be fair, there were nice people down there. Um, we've gone to a lot of clubs in non-league, and, and and they are great people. You know, whether it be the volunteers all the way to the top, the chairman, they're all dead nice people. And and I think, uh, you know, it's it's very gracious in defeat because um, it's hard when you lose, but you've always got to, like I do, when a team comes off win or lose, draw. I always shake their hands and appreciate the efforts they put into the game. Um, and I think that it's nice to get that back. And I think the players are have been. You know, model professionals in terms of how they conduct themselves and I think people start to appreciate them not just as professionals and players but as people as well Jim there's a lot of pride around the town at the moment they'll be there in number this weekend we wish you all the best for Saturday Thanks. and following training on Thursday evening I caught up with returning defender Jamie Stott Jamie welcome back to Stockport County how does it feel to be back? Yeah it feels great um, you know it's what I'll be back here playing games and especially when we're pushing for promotion and we're into a semi-final at uh, Rudy me to say no and turn down the opportunity. Just talk us through a little bit how, how this came about. I know you were saying to uh, a couple of staff just a moment ago, you were just training and, and the word came about, but what, what was the process of you coming back to Stockport? No, um, just training Monday morning at Oldham. Um, and the gaffers come up to me and just said, Stockport have been on um, and they'd like to go back. Uh, what are my thoughts on it? So, giving my thoughts that, you know, if the opportunity was to come about and play a game at the end of the season, which all I want to do is play football then. Uh, I wouldn't, I'd never turn it down, especially coming back here. And I asked him what he thought. He, he said the same, you know, go out and play at the end of the season, um, which would be beneficial for me. And that's how it came about, really. It was a great send-off for you only a few weeks ago. I think that probably gave you an impression of how the fans feel about mm-hmm. you. I don't know how much online reaction you've seen, yeah. but it's been overwhelming, I assume, for yourself. What's it like knowing that you're coming back to that respect and that appreciation? No, well, definitely... Uh, when you play football, especially, you know, you want to be happy and uh, the reception and, you know, everything the fans and the club have done for me, you know, I respect that, I respect it fully and um, I'll always be happy to come back here and not when I was coming back, um, I thought, yeah, I knew I'd get a nice coming back um, and the reception I've had online and stuff, it's been uh, really overwhelming, so, you know, I'm pleased with it. Since you returned to Oldham, you, you got a few first-team appearances there. A couple that went down, the word got back here that you were getting man-of-the-match performances. What was it like at Oldham getting back there? And was it easy to try and slot back into that? I know they're having a difficult season themselves. Yeah, um, first game I went back in, the captain, the centre-half, he was suspended. So I slotted back in and it was just natural for me to slot back in, left-side centre-half. So, uh, and I played really well. Got uh, man-of-the-match, so from an away perspective anyway. Uh, shame to lose the game, but then the next two that I played, I played left back, which is sort of out of my comfort zone. It's not really me. Uh, did okay, came off after 60, 65 minutes. Um, so, uh, no, it's, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'll always enjoy playing for Oldham, but, uh, you know, I want to 
playing in my main position, really, which is what I want to get here. So for the time being now, you're a Stockport County player. You're looking forward to a, it, I mean, it is a promotion challenge. It is a title challenge this season with other fronts, the FA Trophy and even Cheshire Senior Cup. Are you confident that County can lift some form of silverware this season? Oh, very confident. I mean, since I've been here, you know, the past two seasons, it's by far, you know, best squad that we've had in the run that we're on at the minute. It's uh, it's going to be hard to break down. You know, we've had a good defensive record and we're scoring goals at the other end, so... I think it's working well in all areas of the pitch and uh, I'm confident we'll, we'll lift some silverware this year. Just finally, it's a tough, tough challenge for you to come back this weekend. It's Spennymoor who are in that three-horse race. They arguably have the favoured spot with the games in hand that they've got. Are you ready for the challenge? Oh, definitely, you know. Um, like, like tonight in training, just slotted straight back in with the boys, you know, not miss nothing. Um, the boys have been on a great run um, and if I, if I slot back in Saturday or if I'm not, um, forget a cameo appearance or whatever. Um, I'll be ready to go back in, and you know I'm very confident we can bring the three points. Jamie, it's great to see you back at Edgley Park. All the best for Saturday. Thank you very much. So Chris promised to get back to the Maidstone game just in a little bit more detail. Um, yeah, yeah you, you, you touched on the fact that it was such an incredible performance, considering you know who was playing and, and who was out for that game and and the journey. So let's. Uh, would you say that Niall Bell was demand for you? No, uh, and the reason I'm going to say this is because I think pretty much every player, certainly in that second half, but every every player really throughout the game, that's not very fair on Frank Mulhern, every player out there could have been named it. Elliot Osborne was fantastic, he, he was just, he's such a player, you, you sometimes forget what a player he, he, he is because Matty Warburton is doing so well in that position, so he could have got it, Niall Bell could have got it, Jake Kirby could have got it, I'm going to do the... Slightly cheesy cliche, but it, at the same time, so worthy cause that the twelfth man is the man this week because um, we uh, we heard there was one guy who came over, uh, and I don't mind telling this story. I'm not sure J.K. will like me saying it, but um, there, we were we were in the uh, we were having a, a pre-match meeting just over a coffee before uh, the game started, and um, a guy came over while we were standing in, the, in just uh, near the counter of this coffee shop. And um, he kind of says, excuse me, mate, can I get past you? And he, he moved me out of the way. And he says, sorry. And it was quite a tight space. So he was trying to get past me and, and, and move around me. Uh, and he get, he goes over and he, I've just got to say, it's John Kieran, isn't it? I'm a big fan of the radio commentary. I listen to every game and you're amazing. You're brilliant. And this guy, this other guy who he was with turned to me and went, do you ever feel like the bridesmaid, never the bride? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't mind it. I thought, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm, I clearly got a long way to go to catch up with John. Well, John's a legend, isn't he? And, but, you know, quite rightly. So anyway, the, the, the point was, this guy then opens up this great story about how he became a county fan. He lived down south. He ended up getting kicked off a train in Stockport once for being too drunk. So we ended up going watching Stockport County play and fell in love with the place and now uh, is a lifelong county fan. Uh, and when you hear just little stories like that, and I got to speaking to a couple more fans on the evening about some of them who've been following the club for years, never missed an away game in so many years. and All, all this, all, all this that, that contributes to being a football fan, we've said it year, for years, or I've said it for years, I think every club says they've got the best fans in the world. But... Um, when you've been through what the county fans have been through, and you're still going the numbers like that to a Maidstone, which is the bottom end of Kent, by the way, yeah. <laughs> and is is probably the 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 most awful, horrible journey I've ever done to get to a football match. 
Um, for them to make that journey on a Tuesday night on three or four days' notice is fantastic. So the, the Man Award this week uh, goes to the fans. Fantastic. And so we were talking uh, at the start there about the great shape the squad is in and that every player, there's competition for every place, which is amazing for a club uh, trying to achieve what County is trying to achieve now. You know, an, an appearance and maybe a trophy, a Wembley appearance and maybe a trophy. And also, you predicted at the start of the season to win this league. Both of those things are hugely possible. So you need a good squad. How do you see Saturday going and what do you see the lineup being like? Well, given that competition, the, the, that, that's the million dollar question now. Um, that's the question that uh, I've been asked three or four times already today. Uh, people asking me, what do you think the gaffer will do? That's the question that was on air last night with myself and John. What does he do? Does he bring Darren Stevenson in, who's been in incredible form, but Jake Kirby's just scored two goals against the team the level above? Um, does he bring Matty Warburton in, or does he play Elliot Osborne? Elliot, arguably man of the match, you know, given he played the 90 minutes. Do you bring Niall Bell in or Frank Mulhern? You know, who, who gets these decisions? Now, for me, um, I'm going to say, as, as hard as it seems on Elliot and on Jake, uh, I think you've got to go back to Matty and Darren. I think they have been consistent over the last few weeks. Um, what they have done is they have given the manager food for thought um, and they're on thinner ice than maybe they were on, if that's the right way of putting it. Um, but, but you can't overlook what they've done this season. That being said, what a cruel blow to Jake Kirby and to Elliot Osborne, who have just put in uh, an incredible shift, taking County that step closer to Wembley. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the gaffer goes the other way. You then move further back down the pitch. Dan Cowan, does he go straight back in? Does Sam Minahan get his shirt back? Probably. Uh, it's but this is football in a good squad. You know that is always going to be a possibility. But you, you know, you you have to be mature enough, and I think these players have shown that. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be putting the performances they they have in. Um, that they know they'll get a, another chance this season. That they will contribute to the rest of this season. And you know whether that's from the bench or whether they. But you know the likelihood is with two FA Trophy semi-finals at least. The chat and rearranged fixtures and the pressure on that, the chance of them starting again is really high as well. Yeah, I mean, this game is just such an important game, isn't it? With, with, yeah. with it being spending more. I also think, I also think you wouldn't make wholesale changes when you don't have the manager on the touchline. You know. It, yeah, this that's true. Jim that's Gannon, a really good point. Jim Gannon sitting in the in the in the stands is it. It's really difficult against yeah. Spennymore of all teams. Why yeah. did it have to be against Spennymore? You know, I think we'd have rather faced Chorley in this predicament, you know, where where we're the team trying to capitalise, rather than Spennymore, who are a team that we're trying to kick back. But yeah. um, look, it is it is what it is, and I think uh, the, the players will understand that. Uh, it, it is frustrating. It will, of course, it'll be frustrating, but you've got to roll with it. Yeah, you'd want you would want your players to be frustrated in that situation. You would want them to be desperate to play. But I think you're right that you need a, a solid shape and you need some kind of consistency and some mature heads out on the pitch because you know Dave's going to have a difficult job to do you know on the touchline. It goes without saying that these players have already contributed so much because you look back this incredible run you know this is now 19 league games on uh, sorry 19 league and cup games if you include the Cheshire Senior Cup then it's it's I think 21 games yeah, unbeaten which is at any level, I'm just I'm struggling to remember a team 
other than the obvious invincibles of the Premier League, going that many games uh, unbeaten. And the players like Dan Cowan and Jake Kirby and Elliot Osborne in particular, they were playing such massive roles at the start of that. This is not one team that has got all of these victories. These players have all played a role in it. They've all played a part in it. So, they, you know, if County do win the league this season, they'll be guaranteed a medal. You know, they'll be due that. Uh, and I think if that is if that is the outcome, um, then they'll um, they'll have a play to part yet as well. And who's going to be your one to watch? Who will you be keeping an eye on doing their job on Saturday? Well, I'm 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 going to be banking that Niall Bell's going to start. I think. He so you think to. it'll be Niall over over Frank? I do for a couple of reasons. For there, there seems to be this. Um, omen that keeps coming back against North East clubs that Niall Bell always seems to score against them um, I think he I think he was the difference on Tuesday against high level opposition so there's, there's that as well I just think um, he's been incredible in recent weeks and Frank coming off the bench uh, has been equally as dangerous because the two don't seem to play together. We don't. We re- I can only think of one time this season we've seen Bell and Mulhern on the pitch at the same time so I think it, it would make sense to start with Belly and then bring Frank Mulhern on afterwards. But um, you know, if 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 it's the other way around, then so be it. It's still going to be the one to watch because it's still the man leading the line. Uh, and shout at this point, just shout out to Spenny Moore and how well they've done. I mean, you look back at the start of last season, very first game, it was like we're going up to this club in the northeast. Don't know, really, don't know much about them. You know, where have they come from? And then they had that difficult period at the end of the season. And you know, and this season they're they're just as good. So shout out to them. I think they're doing really Big well. Respect. I think you know, there's obviously money been put into them. There's yeah. obviously a, a game plan, and a, you know they've had pr- promotions up from the levels below. So we we are looking at a potential. You know, these maybe not to the same level, but you look at teams like Crawley and Fleetwood, Burton, and these teams who weren't big league hitters a few years ago. Filed. Yeah, filed. For, you know, Forest Green are on the way up now. And all these play, all these teams that that weren't big, heavy hitting teams a few years ago, they're now namestays in their own league. And you know, potentially spending more in in ten years, we could be looking at another uh, trip in the league for them, maybe. So it's time for this, our own feature. The... We've got to get a soundboard. <laughs> what you mean instead of playing it off my phone? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> so, yes, this is the return of the Cheadle legend, Cheadle. whereby uh, Mr Chris Ridgway tells you the club... You have got a massive list there. Tells you the clubs that a county player played for. It gives you the full list of their appearances, and then you just have to tell us who that player was. Chris, tell us the well, details of the last, Cheadle legend this we, week. We have to clear up last week's first. Last... Time yeah, we did last it. Last time, two weeks ago. Um, was Matthew Bound, which I thought that's a tricky one, huh? but there was a few people that got it. So yeah. fair enough, fair play. This week, I'm gonna go out there and say, I'm gonna stick my head out on a limb now. <laughs> do you stick your head out on a limb? Uh, well, you can do if it's you know if it's if it's really difficult. I suppose you could. I got back yeah. from Maidstone and gone at four <laughs> o'clock this morning. Give me, give me yeah, a break. Your head out of the window of the <laughs> <Yeah>. car <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> Try and keep you awake. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I think this will be the first week nobody gets it. Okay. But, uh, without cheating that is, um, but I stand to be proven wrong. Now this fella started his career in 1983, but up until 1988 
it's just question marks next to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can't tell you how many games so, he played. So we know he played for clubs, but we don't he know played how many for times. Basildon and Bellaricky. But he, listen, he's played for some big teams in the 90s as well. So, you know, there, there is hope. Co- Cockney teams, Basildon and Bellaricky. I've not so, gone too far be a Cockney. Uh, left field, hopefully. Uh, but in 1988, this man moved to Fisher Athletic. No, I've never heard of them. They're near, it's near Millwall. I used to live near there. Oh, very good. Well, he played 37 times for Fisher Athletic, your your second team or third team. <laughs> <laughs> he scored 23 times before getting a move to where else? Maidstone United, hey. where he played 70 games and scored 16 times. That got him a move to Peterborough in 1991, where he played 51 times and scored 19 goals. He then moved in 1992 to Watford, scoring uh, 13 goals in 48 appearances. But it was back to Peterborough. He was destined where he played 70 times, scoring 24 goals in his second spell with the posh. He then moved on to Birmingham City. If uh, we're going to follow the logic of Peter being called the posh, Birmingham, of course, the bosh. (laughs) (laughs) 17 appearances, four goals. That got him a loan move to Southend, played three times, scored no goals. The the Sosh, (laughs) where he went back to the posh again, third spell, I think, if I can count. Fourth, one, two, three spells, excuse me. 56 appearances this time, 12 appearances. You might say he's a Peterborough legend, actually, looking down this. I didn't realise he played this many times. But it was then he got the biggest move of his career. Moving from Peterborough United to Stockport County in 1997... He played 10 times and scored no goals before moving on to where else? Barnet, where he played 124 games and scored 38 times. This is a really long list. I didn't realise <laughs> it was this long. He then moved to Boston, 42 goals, uh, 42 games in 21 goals. Dagenham and Redbridge next, 23 games, 9 goals. Farnborough Town, 59 games, 15 goals. Walton Forest, 1 game, 1 goal. And then Harrow Borough, he retired from playing in 2005, having played five goals for the Borough, scoring no goals. He played for the national team of St. Lucia four times, but it's only a question mark as to how many goals he got. <laughs> so, go, so go nuts. Could be as many as you want. Uh, he's actually been assistant manager uh, at Peterborough. He's managed a few teams. He's currently managing London Colney. London Colney is where this county leg end currently resides I'm not going to read all that out but that's a lot of information please don't read it that is a lot of information but a journeyman in every sense of the word who is it get involved you can put a comment on SoundCloud you can get involved on Twitter Twitter's our favourite I think um, yeah. live SCFC live SCFC on Twitter on Twitter we may be making a shift to Mixcloud soon oh so, big news big news yeah really big news <laughs> Um but yeah, so it's going to be all over everywhere. You can comment in all the usual places. And of course, on the county Facebook page when it goes live on there as well. And you can hear full match commentary of Stockport County against Benny Moore with Chris and the legend that is Mr. John Kieran. If you, if you see us at the game, feel free to push John aside and come and tell me <laughs> yeah, how good we are. Exactly. Tell, <laughs> tell John he's the bridesmaid. <laughs>